Are right, we going to do the tiding thing again? Or we, we gotta yeah, go. go for it. Hello, I bring you good tidings of shit. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I bring you tidings of good beer and better gospel. <laughs> and apparently <Wait>. shit. <laughs> as awesome as that was, try it again. Hello, I bring you tidings of good beer and better gospel. Amen. My name is Matt. My name is Tommy, and welcome to the introductory episode to the Three Beer Gospel Podcast. Thanks you, for joining us. You join us nearly one beer in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like more than that, probably, but... That's the ADHD talking. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's actually probably a good intro to just... <laughs> The way this show's going to go, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because that's, uh, I mean, this is basically what it is. It's just uh, me and Matt just getting together, drinking, talking about stuff that's on our minds. Kind of something we've been doing for a few years and, yeah, you know, like most people who are white, bored, and opinionated, like, hey, we should start a podcast. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. And like most white men, we're like, other people need to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said, yeah, so thank, thanks for sitting in, listening in. and So we're hoping that that's just kind of the feel of it. We'll be sitting here enjoying a drink or three, as the name would imply. Uh, yeah, and hope you do too. Just enjoy the conversation. Um, probably putting this out on, I don't know what exact platforms, but we may even doing a little something on social media maybe and interacting with people and like I can tell we're going to be good friends already with you whoever you are <laughs> probably because only people we're already friends with will ever hear this anyway <laughs> well you know that that might be aiming high <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's I mean yeah and honestly like we said before it's like we're mostly we're we, okay we're doing this for ourselves <laughs> that's true yeah so if, if anyone else hears this great if anyone else actually enjoys it, even better. But, you know, we don't care. We'll just, uh, <laughs> as long as we enjoy it, we'll keep doing it. Yeah. So if, so even if you, like, really, really enjoy it, but we decide, ah, we're done. We're just going to stop. Because fuck, so fuck you. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's going to be coarse language. Yes. M- um, mild, mild to moderate, sometimes severe heresy. <laughs> Depending on our mood and how yeah. many beers. Um, but yeah, that's basically what we, like I said, we've been friends for, that's kind of the funny thing. We don't actually know exactly how long or exactly why, but, but that would just be a thing for a while. We would, uh, usually on my front porch, which, uh, if you're noticing the background, um, we are recording this outside on my deck in uh, beautiful East Price Hill, Cincinnati. So you'll probably hear, you know, the usual, some traffic, the annoying dogs next door, maybe some shouting, tire screeching, mild explosion or two. Probably yeah. not gunshots. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah, mild explosions, though. It's, <laughs> that, that's, that's about the only thing that's mild about Price Hill <laughs> is the explosions. That's true. But all manners of racism. <laughs> yeah, we got it all covered here. Yeah. Uh, and I'm... Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> So, yeah, so that's kind of how it started, just hanging out on my porch. Uh, in the beginning, um, 
just some really good people watching and judging, which is great <laughs> because I lived in a predominantly college student neighborhood. Probably uh, wasn't the healthiest, healthiest thing to judge the neighbors, but man, it was really fun. <laughs> Like most unhealthy things. I mean, because we were actually better than them, so... But that, that helped. Yeah, it did. Made it easy. <laughs> uh, oh, about when we first met. We're not sure exactly when we first met, but uh, we do both remember the time that we met, and both of us nearly had a successful relationship with my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, I do remember the first time I saw Matt, because first I saw... Uh, that's right. We didn't exactly meet then. Yeah. But first, I remember the first time I saw him because first I saw the girl he was with who was like... I wasn't like, with her yet. Was I? Yes, I was. Well, I you, you were at least, you were really at least like her. physically there with her. Okay. Like I saw her walk in the room. I'm like, hey. Then I saw you walk in behind her. It's like, I hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know who he is. I don't know anything about him. All I know is he's with her. I hate him. Yeah. I don't know if I was ever truly with her. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I think I will. I don't know if she was. No, but I'm not going to say names because I will get. I don't know. That gets gossipy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she knows who she is and what she did. <laughs> and I hope she listens and subscribes. <laughs> oh, I don't. That would be weird. Uh, but yeah, where the hell were we? Oh uh, yeah. So there's going to be lots of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this this is we're just preparing you for everything here. It's kind of somewhere between SpongeBob and Patrick and the old guys in the balcony on the Muppets. Yes. That's probably going to be. Yeah. Yep. I like it. Yeah, right in there in that sweet spot. If there is a sweet spot between those, <laughs> we'll find it. I want there to be an movie about that. We'll do that next. <laughs> but first. Uh, yeah, so we would just hang out. Uh, first, you know, talk usually talking a lot of politics, some theology, a lot of beer. Um, a lot less politics now. Oh, yeah. You'll get some of that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We might have to dedicate a, an episode to that. Just warning you, I, I can get very dangerous. I, I'm better than I used to be, um, <laughs> as Matt laughs. <laughs> but You're like an angry poly side drunk mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I remember one time we were out drinking <laughs> now okay that sounds terrible we really don't get drunk like that much but <laughs> but there was one time we were out and you your little way of letting me know uh, I probably needed to cut back you're like have you, you're like have you had enough to drink your opinions are getting louder Yeah, so, yeah, that's just kind of what we did. And then over the years, um, especially in the last couple of years, we just noticed conversations turning a lot more to things about faith and yeah, and changing faith would be a big thing um, the past probably two years, I guess, at least for me, is when things like really started changing. You know, going through what uh, the kids are calling the deconstruction <laughs> these days. Um, yeah, so that's what a lot of our our conversations kind of revolved around just us rethinking things like one of us we might have like read something from a certain author or heard something on a podcast or in a sermon or just read like a passage of scripture and something just like totally hit differently and we would like talk to each other about it and we realized these are like really fun conversations like like we should bring more people in on this so yeah. finally two years later here you are yeah <laughs> 
I say timing is right. I'm, I'm a lot less freaked out to do it now. Yeah, yeah. And then with you know the whole COVID thing happening, you know, I've yeah. been furloughed. I don't know how. Pretty, pretty much essentially since this thing started, so I've got some time. Um, yeah, I'm a stay-at-home dad, so if I get furloughed, there's other problems. <laughs> oh. oh, and also the reason why I wanted to do this is because uh, Tommy and I really only had each other to talk to. I mean, wives too, but mm-hmm. like they got tired of listening. <laughs> Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we really only had each other to talk to in depth about this, and even other people we knew <clears throat> um, weren't necessarily in a similar place to like. It was just harder to have conver- longer conversations about certain topics, that's all. Uh, and we're kind of thinking, you know, if we didn't have each other to talk to, this would really suck. And there's probably other people out there who would enjoy, like, being part of a conversation. So that's kind of what this is supposed to be, is a conversation that, like, not so much you're just listening to, because there's plenty of podcasts like that. Um, but we want you to kind of feel like you're here listening, and maybe at some point... So I was thinking we we're going to have uh, like normal people guests on. There's plenty mm-hmm. of podcasts that have experts, and usually they recycle experts. It's a bit mm-hmm. incestuous. <laughs> uh, I like it though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it'd be cool to ha- if we ha- if we had listeners that weren't our regular friends. Although we'll ha- probably have regular friends on too. Mm-hmm. But if we had listeners who, who seemed awesome, you know, good enough. You got to be good enough. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, let's be you real. Could no. You could be really. You could be really bad. <laughs> Uh, you could be an awful person and we'll still talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But say things behind your back. <laughs> Probably on here, so we won't share it yeah. with you. No, we'll make you turn around. You'll still be able to hear us, but we'll feel better about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, but... Yes. So, wel- welcome to the conversation. This is now NPR. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, I don't know if we just want to... Tell you a little more about ourselves. Um, I feel like it's important after the previous conversation. I don't know how many conversations it was ago. It's like, we are both currently happily married. That's a good point. <laughs> yes. So back uh, off, ladies. Not not to that. Not to the lady in question. Um, I, I found myself a, an actual available and good for me woman. So. <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> Huzzah. But kind yeah. of. Well, we'll say nearly available. It's a longer story. Huh. Honesty up front. <laughs> Look at us. I giggle a lot. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yes, yeah, I've been... Yeah, me, I've been married for just over 13 years now. i got two kids. 11-year-old daughter, 9-year-old son. He's truly Th- as young as he sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 13. No, I'm <laughs> Because quantum. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully be hearing that a lot, too. 13-year-old me is high-fiving me <laughs> in my heart space. <laughs> it's already weird. Sir, <laughs> so you're going to need to let that 13-year-old out of your heart space. Oh. Nope. You really can't add on that without making it worse. It's <laughs> all right. I'll cut that out later. I was like... <laughs> Which I probably won't, because, like, full disclosure, uh, for anyone who's watching this on video, if 
we are recording video. I don't know if we're actually going to release it, but you see, I got like the laptop and everything next to me because I'm the one actually doing all the recording and editing. So if you notice, they'll probably keep things pretty like rough and kind of unedited for two reasons. One, you know, like we said, we're trying to keep this more like casual and conversational. We don't want to make it sound too polished. Uh, but two, and this is really more important, I'm just lazy. <laughs> so you'll probably hear like a bunch of, oh, I'm going to cut that out, and then I don't. Just well, it happens a lot on podcasts anyway. They tend to leave it in. Yeah, but they do it like for like the joke. But for me, it's like, no, I just, <laughs> I just didn't feel like it. Yeah, don't put the awesome outtakes at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, leave the outtake. Like, yeah. just they're just intakes. Who are you trying to kid? <laughs> Fool. Kid, who are you trying to what? <laughs> <clears throat> so you're married. I am. Similar story, except I'm. I've been married. Uh, well, my son is eight, so like eight and a half years. I do oh. know. I do know Church I'm bells. empty. Yeah, I do know I'm empty. I'm empty too. Are we doing? Uh, we're gonna hit the bog beast. Ooh. Or we've got, uh, oh yeah, so we started with Oktoberfest tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing. We'll be definitely highlighting what we're drinking. Uh, uh, I had Taft's Oktoberfest. You did. You I did had the, the Christian Moorline Fifth and Vine. It's a and very I, Cincinnati selection celebrating because uh, it's a big day today, actually, here in Cincinnati. The opening night of Oktoberfest, Cincinnati. It's the the so, introverts edition. Mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> During the, COVID. Uh, yeah. <laughs> This is how we're celebrating. So I have my nice fancy schmancy plastic Oktoberfest stein from. Mine's in the bathtub. What's that? <laughs> what? My kids play with mine. Oh. Okay. Mike. <laughs> Edit. The kids play with my cup. <laughs> Edit. The kids play with my beer mug from last year or however many years ago that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm over here struggling with simple physics. Matt's making it worse. <laughs> and making it worse. Tommy's trying to handle his cup. You'd think I'd be better with at that by now. Yeah. But Alright, so uh Bourbon County Stout. Ooh. Uh Bug Beast from I wanna say Rangeist, that might be wrong. Um It is. It is it, wrong. It, no, it is correct. Okay. <laughs> uh what was the other one? Uh, 120 days dry age or something like that. Was that well, between Bog Beast and the 120 days? Which is the lower ABV? Let's start with whatever's lower, and we'll kind of Bog ramp Beast, it up. Ironically, that's the lowest. Uh, I like it, <laughs> but it's been aged in two different liquor barrels. So <laughs> I kind of think they fudge the alcohol content when they age it in old liquor barrels. Well, I will take it. I mean, like, are they? Are they? Where are the? Where are the? Where are the beer? Zip, zip, zip. Yeah. zip, zip, zip. Yeah, so while Matt's doing that, I'll just highlight again. Yeah, it's going to be part of the show. Like, every, every show will be saying, hey, here's what we're drinking today. You know, because, you know, we want to make it like the experience of just hanging out with friends, grabbing a few drinks. That's also in the name, Three Beer Gospel. You may be wondering why we called it Three Beer Gospel. But you may have heard of a, a two-beer hang or a two-beer hangout. Who does that? Not us. Yeah, usually when meet and Matt hang out, it's like at least three. So it's like, oh, we've got to be three beer something than gospel, because that's one of the things we talk about is Slam Java. That has a wonderful peaty campfire smell. Hmm. 
Ooh. Like, that's an island. Oh, yeah. There's got to be an island. Mm-hmm. Do you think? I mean, for that much of it to come through. Yeah, and from just the just the effing barrel. Mm. Mm. He held back the cuss word. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly need to drink more. Yeah. Oh. I want more Holy of this shit. already. Wow. Like, is... I want more bottles. It's like, Not tonight. That would be a poor decision. Yeah, whatever. I don't got to drive anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like I say, and we're... A double, uh, double oaked ooh. bog beast, it says. Ooh. It says it's been double oaked. Ooh. Friend. <laughs> no, and... Okay. I, okay, and in the beginning, it sounded a little dry, and we were kind of getting into, like, a groove. But now I'm literally talking to you like you're someone else here, and you're not getting radio show us. This is... Okay, we, we wouldn't be talking to imaginary people. Often. Eh, but... Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, this is kind of normal right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Back to the name Three Beer Gospel. Like, why did we kind of settle on that? We kind of covered the three beer thing. Cause like when me and Matt get together, like I said, it's, it's usually like at least three beers. Like, cause you're just having a two beer hangout. Like. You're on lunch hour. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so we've covered the three beer part. Like the gospel. Like I said, part of what we, where our conversations kind of ended up going would be, I guess essentially it could be maybe boiled down to, it's like, I think we kind of discovered the gospel is like bigger and more wonderful than we were ever told growing it, up. But weirdly simpler. Yes. Yes. But simpler and, and infinite. Kind of. It's very quantum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Quantum physics is awesome. Yeah. The more you, like, my favorite quote about that, and I think it applies to quantum physics, but also, like, to, like, God and spirituality. I think, like, the more you think you understand it, the less you actually understand it. Or, like, if you think you understand it, you don't understand it. That's actually yeah. pretty, a pretty safe bet for, for gospel stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like if you ever, yeah, if you feel like you got your mind wrapped around it, or you got to boil down to something, or a, a method, or here's what you do to do the thing that gets the stuff, uh, you probably got a real small gospel. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not an insult to anybody. Sometimes I use it like an insult, but don't ignore me if I yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's more, it's it's an invitation. Yeah. Saying like, there's there's more. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny in my head. And that was funny in my head, but I have no idea why. And I and I totally <laughs> forgot what was funny all of a sudden. Um, wh- what were right. you saying? So just that, um, you know, it's an invitation. Oh, yeah. In my head, I said, an invitation to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know oh, if that makes you, sense. You said the fuck word? Oh... <laughs> Like we said, be prepared for that. Yeah. Oh, our children aren't going to listen to this, are they? I don't think so, but I, I was telling Maybe Matt... Maybe like a kid's version <laughs> with bleeping and puppets. <laughs> it's either... So the kid's version of this is either just going to be like an hour-long bleep or it's just going to be like 15 seconds of just random words that are just like chopped up that make no sense. Now, that 
it could end up feeling like random words that makes no sense for like an hour, hour and a half <laughs> as the finished product. But rest assured, it mostly makes sense to us. Mostly. 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 I don't know why you should be rested assured about that, but... but do it anyway. Is that the proper tense, rested assured? <laughs> I just had to hem my, in my head, like, rested assured. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an insurance commercial. Uh, it's like, we're like... <laughs> we're done being rested assured. <laughs> Thank you, Meatwad. So I can say we. It's like something my wife and I said to each other a while ago. It's like so much flavor. I just we we said that too. I just (laughs) I just took a big sip of the beer, and and oh my goodness, it's like licking a beer flavored barrel. Yeah, Yeah. in the dirtiest way. (laughs) But uh, was it one thing to know about Matt? I I I still. I've said this for years. He has the spiritual gift of description. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it really is a gift and, and you'll see, but that's actually, but speaking like this, this whole experience so far has reminded me of a conversation me and my wife had a while ago, just about our life, which, you know, like I said, make it into in subsequent episodes. So stay tuned. But we're like, I remember saying to each other, like, I feel like we've kind of gone off the rails, but it's almost like we were never really on the rails to begin with. <laughs> Who went off the rails? Uh, us, me and my wife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> with all the craziness that, like, we kind of put ourselves through. All the house buying. Uh, with your millions. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, I feel like we've gone off the the rail. I feel like we were never really on the rails to begin with. And I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure we made it to that third rail a few times, though. Mm. Yeah, tempting. <laughs> third rail we we just kind of live on the third rail, I think. That's that's just life. That's the one you that, that kills you, right? Yep. Does it really kill you? Like all, all the millions of volts or whatever that, get, that are in it? I'm assuming it would. I don't really know. You, you think, like, I don't know as but much. But wouldn't you have to, like, arc it? Or you just ground it immediately in short circuit. Yeah, because I guess usually you're not just standing on the rail. It's usually like you're touching it and the ground. True. So True. if any of our listeners are electrical engineers, please. Yeah. Let's so- say call in, but we don't have a thing to call in on. <laughs> um, call in now. Operators are nowhere. Um, yeah, sorry. We're not one of those fancy podcasts with a hotline. We might get... I don't know. Does is Google Voice still a thing or Google Phone? I think so. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. we can totally do that. We could double the amount of podcasts with a hotline. And for oh, anyone who does, ask us questions. Yeah, and <laughs> we nearly try to answer them. <laughs> yeah. So here's how it goes: like people ask us questions, we respond for twenty minutes and maybe answer. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. But yeah. Bonus points for questions in other languages we don't know. Because <laughs> we'll, we'll answer it anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 we'll, tra- we'll guess based on the Englishification of of the words. Yes, we will Englishific. This word looks like gopher. We'll Englishificate the fuck out of whatever you want to send us. And- Englishification. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. 
I love yeah. it when our brains like jointly reset. <laughs> Where there's, there's like this awkward silence. You probably, if you're listening, you, you only barely pick up on it. But like, I know we've both we both have stopped thinking. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Anything could happen next. Honestly, after that, hey, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> There came the old man laugh. No uh, idea what the fuck just happened there. <laughs> <laughs> and he an accidentally filthy noise and uh, <laughs> laughed so hard I, I sounded older. <laughs> Thank you, Joe Biden. What? Yep. <laughs> Start thanking him now. On, honestly. I'm sorry what? for whatever tangent I... We're, we're off on the we're we're off. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're, Might as well embrace it now. Yeah, I mean, you're the one in charge of. I you put yourself in charge on the fly. You're the one in charge of housekeeping. Keeping mm-hmm. us on topic. Yep. Mm. Uh, so hold on, we'll get around to a topic soon. I'm fired. <laughs> you're the only one with the equipment. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> no, just fired from the housekeeping. What? Oh yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're still tech monkey. Yep. But something else we wanted to do mm-hmm. here tonight was just kind of talk about, like, our stories. Like, what brought us to where we are? Why? Like, why do we feel like... Like, other people have had these ideas previously. It's just like, we're, we're just discovering them for the first time. Right. Yeah. Which, oh, that's something... I don't know how many... I don't know. I don't remember what we were talking about ago. But <laughs> I just remembered one of them. Uh, something I said a while ago when we first started talking about like just doing something uh, from like our little get to get togethers and conversations yeah. like that thought in my head it was like there's already like so many things out there whether it's podcasts or blogs right. or whatever of like people deconstructing and drinking beer and you know but Going I'm like edgy thing to stop being edgy already <laughs> right but but what I can basically where I arrived at was like there needs to be more of this like this needs to be like a normal thing like that's how you know when you look back on like this distant past like in cultures like from like millennia ago you look at things that were prevalent in the culture and that tells you about the people there so like if there's more of this out there then I would love that for people to look back on this time and say okay this is when like a lot of people started thinking not necessarily like this way, but just differently, you know, because there's even in like, if you want to call it like, you know, the deconstructionist community, there's like just a wide variety of thought and uh, the way people look at things, which is good. I mean, because I think that's what kind of, yeah, I'd say the church or just people need. I just realized I was nodding and nobody can hear that. Yeah. If you but, can, here, if you can. I, I hear that nod. Yeah, I've got problems. <laughs> well, if you well, maybe just nod your head against the mic and then people will hear it. <laughs> so one of the things we wanted to do was just, like I said, I, I don't know how long ago, but kind of just from each other, like how, like where we kind of started, like how we grew up and what kind of what got us to where we are. So Matt, so like just tell. Oh, list- I'm going first. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Set the tone. <laughs> um, growing up, 
<laughs> I had to think back. So, yeah, like I grew up Catholic, but not really. I guess we're focusing mostly on faith stuff. Family stuff probably come in there, too. Yeah, it, it, it all overlaps. It does, yeah. yeah. So I grew up in a Catholic family, like a big Catholic family. Mine wasn't, but my mom's family she grew up in was. They had nine nine kids in that family who then had a total of like 22, 23 grandchildren. Kids. They are kids. <laughs> grandchildren from my grandparents' perspective. Anyway, so I had like I had like a shit ton of cousins. We weren't like devout Catholics or anything. Um, but it was definitely part of the culture of the family. Uh, so German Catholic, which is sort of like party Lutherans. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so beer was present at, you know, gatherings and, uh, yeah, like lots of loudness and joking. Um, there was, there was definitely a lighthearted combination with the Catholic thing. Uh, it wasn't like, um, uptight kind of scenario. Um, so because it was more of a cultural kind of faith thing, there wasn't much talk about actual faith. I mean, we picked up a, a lot of subtleties about family and caring for family, and um, it was definitely like a matriarchal family structure um, in a good way, not like in a dominant way. My grandpa was not like a pushover or anything. Um, like, did kick some serious ass. Like, he used to work in a lumber you know, lumber yard, and he'd come home with, like, giant splinters in his hand that, that had been there all day long. And, yeah. He was on a submarine in World War II. So there was that. He was, he was through a lot, and he went through a lot, and then once he was a grandpa, it was, he was kind of lighthearted. Um, not so much when he was a dad. That was a lot of, that was tension. Um, so that kind of carried down into my family. Like, when there was tension, uh, like, we didn't handle it well. We handled it on the outside, which is probably better than holding it in. Um, but bickering and arguing was not uncommon. Uh, also, a lot of good times. Um, it, because my mom grew up in a Catholic school, like, all the way through, uh, high school, uh, she really didn't like the idea of trying to like shove religion at us and she decided at some point that she was going to let us she was going to kind of like try to guide us a little bit towards something but let us make our own decision because she didn't like how it was kind of just a structure that she was in uh, which is probably great because once I was taking classes for um, confirmation in Catholic stuff I was like I went to classes for like a couple weeks and realized that most of the other kids in the classrooms are douchebags and <laughs> and like they, they didn't they were put up to this by their parents or they just were doing it because it was the thing and like no one is here that I could tell no one was there because they cared and wanted to be exactly it was just something to do and then I realized why do I need to go to a class to know what I believe? This doesn't make any sense. And I was very introverted and doing a big thing in front of people. I didn't. I hated 
kind of hated. I don't know if I hated it. It was very uncomfortable. First communion was very uncomfortable. I had ADHD but didn't know it, and I'm trying to pray the rosary. I'm like, oh, what the what the f does this bead mean? Bead mean? <laughs> and <laughs> I'd lose my place like partway through a hail mary, and because the hail mary was the one that was complicated. Because the Our Father, you say all the time in Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and, and really <laughs> monotonous way, and, blah, 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 and it sounds real creepy. Our Father who art in heaven, I'll be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Like, mm-hmm. what are you incantating? <laughs> But we're summoning him. We're summoning, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Summoning the Holy Spirit from the depths. Because <laughs> that's where that's where it lives. Apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, feel free to steer me back on topic. <laughs> um, so that was that was my thing. I was kind of like, I guess, I now I would call it I was agnostic. Mm. And it's kind of, oh, I don't know. People are doing things with faith. I'm not. <laughs> and that was, that was it. And then in college, um, there was a girl. It was always a girl. All of my faith stuff is predicated by a girl. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I got into uh, Campus Crusade stuff, which was helpful to a point. So um, that was all in my head with that girl. That was not actually going to ever happen. Um, but it got me to Campus Crusade, which uh, lit me up for evangelism, weirdly. Um, nope, that was it. I went to a college church for a bit. That was that was good for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just didn't feel the Holy Spirit there. I feel weird saying that. Is that the same one I went to? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that, not, well, yeah. and, okay, the Holy Spirit's present everywhere. I mean, right. it's, something was happening where it wasn't moving there or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, and, that, and that's something we'll probably get into, like, other episodes it's like yeah so many things about like you know the spirit or salvation or whatever you want to call it it's like it's and it's an ever-present thing right it's all about our perception yeah and we'll probably and our cooperate and our cooperation with it and i'm sure we'll say something that offends people at some point if we haven't already true yeah i think i probably already have i have a knack so for that if you're not offended yet you're doing something wrong <laughs> yeah listen better <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, so um, College Church, and I met a lot of good friends there. I met you mm-hmm. uh, roughly around there. I am a good friend. Yeah, yes. yeah, <laughs> it's true. No, and and um, I, well, I back up a little bit. I got in the meantime. Sometimes, sometime when I was right before the College Church, I was uh, still dating a girl who uh, got me to go to church with her because honestly, it was the only way I could see her on Sundays, at least the first half of the day. So I was like, eh, I've been to church before, but it was a it was a Church of Christ, and it, they they did no music, uh, all acapella, which was awesome because there are a lot of good singers there, and um, wasn't that far from a Catholic church because they only had limited, you know, instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the first time that a pastor talked, and. It seemed like it was really important to him that I understand what he was saying. Uh, often in Catholic churches, unfortunately, it is, the homily is just kind of thrown out there, and he, the, the priests tend not to talk like they're talking to a person, more like they're talking to a crowd. And um, yeah, this guy talked like he was talking to me, or or 
any individual there, but like specifically to a person. Um, that was real powerful. I ended up getting baptized there. Um, so I guess officially, I'm on their books <laughs> as a member of the Church of Christ. Um, however, that didn't last very long. That relationship ended. And then, start chasing another girl. <laughs> uh, ended up at and then ended up at the college church. Um, Christian fraternity. Mm-hmm. That was a good time. It had its moments. It did. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. that was actually really good for me. Um, still in the fundamentals, fundamentalist streak. Mm, a bit. Uh, which was hurtful after a while, because... It pigeonholes God. It boils it down to four spiritual laws or do this to get that. It's about saving people to get them into heaven. Not much application to, like, current, present life. Mm. And that's honestly why I think that fraternity fell apart was because um, there, there was not anything real deep holding it together. And it ended up being, like, a social place for kind of outcasts, um, which is great for people who need a social group, you know, like, mm-hmm. so they don't feel outcast anymore. But it, it did still lack a depth. Um, it was still people trying to get something. Um, but that, that was really good for me overall. I ended up getting married. Um, I don't know if that was a mistake or not. I don't know if I would classify it as that. Uh, but I did it for the wrong, I proposed for the wrong reasons. I was afraid of being alone. And um, didn't have a decent view of of, of God, or uh, how love worked, or um, I had that I had a scarcity mentality. Mm. I was like I, which is kind of like a poverty mentality. Yeah, um, and I, my family grew up with like not a ton of money. And we were probably like lower middle income, like not far above poverty line. I don't know for sure, but for family of four, we probably weren't too far above poverty line. Um, and so I think some of that, like, money is scarce mm-hmm. kind of stuff that creeps in, um, crept into other areas, like love is scarce, or the opportunity for love is scarce, and so I should hold on to this before it leaves. Uh, because who knows the next time. Mm. Um, and I had a lower view of myself, too, at the time. Yeah, like I didn't think I thought I, I would have a hard time finding someone else. And so lock it down <laughs> was, was my angle. Uh, she said yes. That's like actually a sad story. I don't want to tell that part of it. That was actually kind of depressing. Hmm. Should I? You know what her answer was? Red flag. <laughs> she might as well have said, red flag. <laughs> I, I said something like kind of cheesy, but also like heartfelt, and then uh, basically asked her to marry me. I say basically because apparently it was unclear. <laughs> at least that's the you, best kind of proposal. Yeah, at least if you ask her, because her, or maybe that was just a cop out later. But she said sure. I was like, and I'm like, yay! I have a low opinion of me. <laughs> Yeah, so that divorce was apocalyptic for me, like emotionally and faith-wise. However, like, it also, 
I had to rely on God, and I did it in the fundamentalist way, where I put Bible, magic Bible verses on the wall mm. and stared at them uh, for inspiration and comfort, and it actually did work. However, I've been saying however a lot, uh, and it, it did really help, um, but it was a, sh- a shallow kind of help. Like, it got me to the next place, but it didn't take me somewhere bigger. And that's not saying that it's not saying the Bible isn't helpful because uh, it totally was for me but the issue is when we like look at the Bible kind of like it's God or it's God's intermediary um, now even though I had those verses on my wall and then they did help I like there were times where I was just crying out and I, I had to cry out to someone and so I ended up doing that to God and that was a really big deal um because I got a, a kind of a raw connection in those moments, that uh, it was it was great suffering, and great suffering often brings great uh, great faith, mm. or an opportunity for great faith. Because mm-hmm. yeah, all the supports are stripped away, right? right. Um, so that was both terrible and needed because I was definitely a, a better person after that. That was that was good and bad. There's good and bad things about all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of depends how you look at it, or what Ooh. you focus on. You know, going deep. Yeah, real side, real short side thing to tantalize the listeners for later. <laughs> what if that's what part of what if that's what part of spiritual warfare is? Ooh, like what if like some of the manifestations people see is because they've chosen to see something that way, and there's enough people present where they believe it. A certain thing is a certain, a, like a certain occurrence, is an indication that there's a certain presence, mm. and that then that like feeds it, and almost like helps create it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if we have the power of life and death, and in, in our tongue, what about our minds? Mm-hmm. Um, well, just like you just said, your faith has saved you. Yeah, your faith can also harm you. That depending where your faith is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we've seen some shit. <laughs> we've seen some things happen, heard some stories. Uh, so I can't deny that things happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we, I do think we need to rethink like what is happening and why. Yeah, and, and make less assumptions. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, the why it doesn't even matter sometimes because um, Jeremy in, in Monday group um, made a comment. You weren't there. You weren't there. This last Monday. <laughs> uh, He's talking about a small group we're in. Yes. Yes. Thank, thank you for the uh, footnotes. <laughs> you forget the world is not inside my head. Like, as far as footnotes, like, what what letter are we on now? Like, Q or we on, like, double C by now? Or what? As far as footnotes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man. Goody the fool that's our footnote monkey. If that ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> by the way currently hiring footnote monkey <laughs> um no he made a comment where uh we're talking about like what what was happening like is it like all the darkness from somebody's past like memories and hurt and all that stuff uh like coming into contact with like unconditional love and, and like that's kind of it's like the matter antimatter kind of situation um and like you could, you could end up watching 
what is like the equivalent of possibly years of spiritual and psychological growth, like or healing happening in a very short period of time, and that's gonna look crazy. <laughs> uh, like like legitimate like maybe lock him up crazy, mm. and maybe we're looking at that wrong. Maybe it's like a really good thing. Maybe we're watching a purging that's happening, and uh, we classify it as evil at work, when in fact it's it's love overcoming darkness in somebody's life. Mm. Uh, and he said, you know, he's like, he's like, regardless of like why, it's, the solution is still the same. It's like we, we basically still love him. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's an excellent point, indeed. And that would end a lot. Of, that would end a lot of arguments about why and dogma and doctrine it's like okay regardless of how we frame the problem the solution is still the same <laughs> right also again I think Jesus like summed it up well so he's like and they will know that you're my disciples by your love for each other yeah not by your simple huh <laughs> yeah it's, it's not by your like well, do you have all the right beliefs mm-hmm. or like have you said the right things have you made all the right confessions whatever it's like no it's like it's really just it's like as simple and as complicated as loving each other oh it unfolds forever yeah it's simple yeah. but like it it's never an old thing mm-hmm. so where were we apocalyptic divorce and then rebound several Honestly, there are probably several rebound. Divorce rebound lasts a long time. Um, and good and bad things about about the relationships. Honestly, I was still looking for something I thought I didn't already have. Um, and that's that's not a good way to. It's not a great way to to go into anything really, especially a relationship. You'll overlook the crazy eye. Yeah. So I yeah. met my wife, mm-hmm. and. Crazy Which I chem- still endorse to this day. Yeah, yep. crazy chemistry right away. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the truth was, she was separated, <laughs> going to be divorced, but not divorced yet. So we actually started talking, but like we started talking, and then it was really difficult not to talk because we got along really well, and what probably would have been better uh, to wait. But I also don't think it could have worked out that way. Mm. I don't know. So we had some, like, future complications because just baggage. Like, my baggage, her baggage. Uh, which rolled into, like, baggage with God a little bit. Um, just, like, less eager to connect in a way to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That kind of way. Yeah. Um, and my wife ended up... So that was awesome. We had... We had like an awesome wedding. Um, all those little details. You were there. I was. Yes, you're my best man, weren't you? Mm-hmm. If the you be- weren't, that would have been an awkward misremembering. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, bestest of best. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, so that was great. It had all kinds of like spiritual notes to it, and that we made it our own, and we were not afraid to do different things because it was our second one, and we got all the cliche stuff out of the way. So we've had um, a lot of strain, like me and Aaron, a lot of strain on faith, just with difficulties in like baggage from marriage and uh, 
uh, both for kids of special needs, one ADHD, and I didn't tell you this yet, but uh, mm-hmm. Owen got diagnosed with, with a learning disability mm. um, around reading, mm. um, which we pretty much already knew. But yeah, uh, my daughter Lisa has, uh, has a rare chromosome disorder, um, hypotonia, and like global delays, speech delay especially, um, and all that. Somebody's shouting? Probably. Yeah. Calling for a cat, probably. So, the beginning of my deconstruction, now that we've gotten there, <laughs> is um, my wife was working for basically a mega church. And it was a church that had been really good for both of us. And I proposed to her, like, in the little garden area. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's working for another place for a while, but she ended up she ended up working for that church um, in an IT kind of role. Um, was a big blessing because we got insurance money. They had very generous insurance, and so we that was great for our daughter who needed all kinds of testing and stuff. Um, but she had a relationship with a boss. Uh, that sounds bad. <laughs> No, it was a you don't want boss. relationships with bosses. And it was just like a uh, backstory isn't important, but it was just like a giant clash. And uh, Aaron, mm-hmm. my wife, was doing a really good job. Um, could have some things that she could have done better in, um, but this the person kind of had it out for her. Uh, I think it's because Aaron was kind of a threat to her because Aaron was very good in the things that she wasn't. So. Aaron doing well kind of highlighted her weaknesses. Mm. Um, uh, so Aaron ended up begin, getting put on probation and then was let go, which was like uh, a really big deal <laughs> because we had no income because I was staying at home. Um, they did give her some severance pay, which was really, really nice of them. <laughs> Maybe it would have been better not to fire her, but uh, been a little nicer. Yeah, but it went it went how it was going to go. There, like she tried to get it to change, and it went how it, was, it just went how it was going to go. Um, but that was a big fork in the road because I realized I had put this church on a, up on a pedestal. Mm. Um, I, I didn't notice I had started making them to be out to be special and, and not so much God. Um, and then I, when I re- started to rethink the church thing and like where my loyalties were and why, I then started to question all kinds of stuff, uh, which was very uncomfortable at first because I felt like I had no stability, you know, in, in, in faith and... Um, and in a good way, I needed to find more stability in myself, in, in relationships, and stop trying to feed so much off, off an organization for stability. Uh, and I started asking a lot of questions I didn't have answers to, and and then the answers I got back were very different than answers that I had been given previously. Like when I started looking into it, listening to podcasts, reading books... Um, God was different than I thought better 
definitely better than I thought. Um, also, just just different. It's all kinds of different. Like God is God is still love. That's the one thing that I have like nailed down. God is love. <laughs> That's where I hinge things. Mm-hmm. But like thinking about God as a person. Uh, that's that's hard. Yeah. Because then God has to be small. Hmm. For him to be kind of like a, a I'm not saying God can't be a personal God, but he's also not just my God. <laughs> right, right. And so like I gotta think of him in a personal way in the same way that everyone would. Hmm. And so like then I have to like combine uh kind of like all of humanity into a singular thing, which would be Christ. Now we're getting really deep. <laughs> uh, and so, like, humanity has a personal relationship with God. Mm. But, like, me alone, all by myself, that's really hard. Like, I need to have somebody else around to connect with that personal relationship. Like, me just praying to God, it feels more hollow now than if than when somebody else is there. Hmm. And I'm talking to them about God or helping them see God better or they're helping me see God more. And like that, that, that is way more tangible. It feels less like an exercise. So that's kind of where I am. Things change almost daily. (laughs) Like new things or more than daily. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) New things about God. I have more peace. I actually have a whole, whole crap ton of peace. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, like, like in not knowing, like a literal metric crap ton, yeah, of peace, yes, which is only a thousand, right? In- English, like an imperial English. No, no, like no, a metric ton is actually two thousand two hundred pounds. What? It's actually more than a regular ton. Why? Why isn't an even number like like tens? Why isn't it tens of something? I don't know. They had to go and make something complicated, didn't they? Like, <sighs> they were too perfect at the metric system. I mean, seriously, if God had meant for us to use a metric system, he would have given us ten fingers. You don't get tired of that joke, do you? Never. Because <laughs> it's so good. So now I'm at a place where God is huge. Uh, I can't know everything about him. But it's not... It's, oh, it's so... It's so hard to just talk about it. You know? It's way easier if it just comes out in conversation. Yeah. Because I can't nail it down. It really can only be nailed down in in, in the midst of, like, a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, discussion or interaction within a relationship. That's, like, when the details of God starts to come out. And even then, it's more of an intangible, like, words would fail it kind of way. Right. Yeah, which is why I, I think... I'm way more lucid now. Man, I was... There could be... <laughs> There's probably going to be so much that you guys don't hear. <laughs> I went into details about ex-girlfriends and just not relevant. <laughs> not very relevant. Fun to talk about. but Yeah. Maybe it was fun to listen to. Maybe it was stuff I didn't know. Which is unusual. Yeah. Whoa. But anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, li- I like how you touched on... Um, just that whole experience with, you know, Aaron working at the mega church and then 
being let go and how that kind of knocked them off your pedestal. And I think it's a question I've asked you before because I remember at the time, like that was such a devastating thing yeah. to have happened. I mean, it. I, I still remember like where I was like when you texted me saying that like they let her go or fired her or whatever you said. Like I was so pissed. Yeah. About that, but. Because at the time, I like you mentioned having this church on a pedestal. Like I had him on a pedestal myself, so that just caused like so much like cognitive dissonance, like within myself. It's like, yeah, oh, but this church is awesome, and like I need, like I would, I would say I need this church. Yeah, but then they did this bullshit. And now, like, and what, and admittedly, it wasn't the whole church. It was such a, a big organization that right. departments became isolated and people who should have been paying attention couldn't because they were so busy. Right. But for me, like they were on such a pedestal that like if any part of it yeah. failed. It, it, like, questioned every, it can't call everything else in the question. Right. So that was – so I remember like asking you this question before, but like – were it not for that occurrence, like, would you be where you are now as far as, like, your faith, like, how you view God and just what all of this even means yeah. or... And my initial, my initial answer was, I, I don't know. <clears throat> and I can't really know for sure because I, I don't have that different experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just based on the direction I was headed in, I probably would have gotten deeper into... Uh, spiritual warfare kind of ministry uh, deeper into the specifics of that. Um, and I, I, that's like extra biblical stuff. I, it's like reading reading between the lines of Bible verses and like coming up with a thing that wasn't actually listed in one place. And So I probably got I probably would have gotten deeper into something that would have had an expiration date or probably would have led to a different kind of catastrophic collapse. Or maybe I thought I was being, like, hunted by evil or something. Hmm. I would have had a totally different... I probably would have had a very different framework for what was happening to me. um, If it hadn't happened in the way that it did. So I don't know. No. My answer is more like no now. I don't think it would have happened this way. I mean, and, and I can even say, like, same thing for me. Like, for me, that was a kind of a big moment for just I guess shattering that view that I had held of that particular church or even any view that I had of God and like my relationship with God that was based on um, I guess my relationship with that church basically or things that I yeah yeah, I mean, I can definitely say I would not be at the same place I'm at now had that not happened. I mean, unfortunately, like, had that not happened to your wife and then through you and then, like, our relationship and, yeah. and things like we talk about. But I think that's the first time you, you put it that way. I've heard you put it that way. Hmm. Hmm. This is good radio. <laughs> You know, we should probably do like the extra bit where I, where I was just rambling for a while. Mm-hmm. That should probably be a bonus of some kind. Yeah, for for our Patreon supporters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be like a great fu bonus. 
It's like, hey, you spend money? All right. <laughs> you want to hear about Matt's dating life? <laughs> or at least cryptically hear about it. <laughs> but yeah, but seriously, like, I mean, and I'll probably get into more of that, like, when I kind of go through my own stuff and I'm later but yeah I mean that was I think for both of us I mean sorry Aaron you had to be the one who like was actually going through it but like it helped us yeah I think it was good for her too but she hasn't quite come out of the Mm -hmm. she went into like a a really long agnostic phase and by the way if you're not familiar agnostic means just I don't know basically Mm mm-hmm and you, which and you can be agnostic about certain things like just Christian agnostics who follow Jesus, but like letters of Paul and other stuff, they're kind of like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now we're at a pause. You can move the mic a little closer to your face. I'll edit this out later, or I won't. We'll okay, see. there we go. Yeah, I was probably plenty loud. <laughs> oh, you were. But but yeah okay, it's the OCD. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how did that? Like so you talk about how that experience kind of knocked. Like so, did it just knock that particular church off a pedestal, or or were there more things that were on pedestals? That Good question, co-host. You are very welcome. <laughs> um. Uh, at first, it just knocked them off a pedestal, and uh, I just want to—I want to say, like, this church is still extremely helpful for some people, mm-hmm. and um, they do—they honest. And part of the reason why they're on such a pedestal is because they do such unique things, right? And like different mm-hmm. things that, like, in a lot of ways, they're the only church that has tried to do these things, mm-hmm. at least tried to do them well, <laughs> right? Um, and, and so they're, they're, they're yeah. And we're, we're we're refraining from mentioning like the specific name, you know. Like we may later, but, you know, we'll uh, cross those roads when we get to them. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's mostly because like they are so helpful to some people, and they were very helpful to like, me and Aaron. Only that was tr- hilarious, by the way. <laughs> if you are, <laughs> that was a very inside joke. <laughs> like, most people probably just think you're being awkward. <laughs> well, I'm always being awkward, so that uh, helps. Okay. Well, uh, no, they are so helpful to so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and including me. Yeah, yeah, and there's probably, but some of their shortcomings because they're so aggressive. Yeah, and and taking the ground and stuff. Uh, some of their shortcomings really get played out in certain people. Yeah, and and this may come out in like future episodes, but like as my, and we've had this in recent conversations, like between us or like with our small group that we're in, which is connected with this church. Is like I, I may talk a lot of shit about them, but like honestly, like I would not be yeah where I am if they were not part of this journey that I've been on. Yeah, because they were a pivotal point. Like, that was probably the first church absolutely. Where, we, where we both felt at home. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Erin's uh, about... She she is, She just said, I'm ready to start talking about things soon. 
because yeah. I've started to talk about faith things, mm-hmm. and it's been so different because she hasn't like gone with me on this, um, which has been actually like in the past, like in a, in, a, in a more fundamentalist way. If your if your spouse isn't on the same path you are, oh buddy, you're not equally yoked. Like divorce mm. is on the horizon. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, or, it, it's inevitable. Make that divorce happen. <laughs> it's like, you, you might as well. Yeah. On uh, Christian radio, locally, somebody said, like, you know, I want to marry this guy, but, you know, he's not he's not a Christian right now. I am. And the host was like, "You prob-, basically, she said, you probably shouldn't marry him. And I was like, fuck you, lady. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> you, like, that's the one thing. Okay, marriage and divorce. While I don't endorse divorce as a willy-nilly thing, uh, willy-nilly, I don't even know what that means. Um, you know what it means. Like, that's between a couple, yes, yes, a couple, I didn't say male and female, a couple, that's between a couple. What? What? Yeah, he just shitted on polygamy. <laughs> a couple. Uh, <laughs> a couple of what? A couple. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Rodents could be anything, really. But it's between that couple and God. Like, I don't think anybody can really weigh in and say, you should not marry them, or you should get a divorce. Like, you can, somebody can Or also, you should not get a divorce. Yes. You can, mm-hmm. you can weigh in with wisdom, but wisdom is not advice. Wisdom is a journey. <laughs> wisdom can lead to a, a decision, but it's not advice for a decision. Mm-hmm. So I'm really offended when anybody like weighs in, especially a freaking stranger on the radio. Oh, um, I, okay. She meant well. What's yeah? You know, and probably bless her heart. People. <laughs> <laughs> That's my uh, Appalachian roots coming out. What was that? Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Yeah. Oh God, bless her. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, God bless her. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. God bless her. Yeah. But God bless her. <laughs> No, it's a, it, it's been actually that's been really good. Like I give Aaron her space, she gives me my space, mm-hmm. and like we talk when it overlaps, and that's actually been really good for us. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, it's like her like journey with this and reaction to it has definitely been different than ours. True, she actually got over it faster. Well, and and part of it is, like, she's the one who, like, actually went through it. Oh, no, but, like, it was crazy town in our house, like, when she was yeah. going through it. Mm-hmm. It was it was darn near abusive, like, what what, what, what her boss was doing. Yeah, I mean, because for you, it's been, like, by proxy, and then, like, for me, like, by, like, double proxy. I don't know yeah. if that's a thing, but <laughs> it's Twice a thing. Removed. What's that? Twice removed. <laughs> yes, but, oh. Yeah, I'll get more into that later. But no, but we we uh, we were blessed to use that word. I don't mm-hmm. like that. It's something we're being singled out, like God rewarded us or special present. Oh, and we'll get into that in a different episode, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I, no, but, I I have opinions on that. So like, things are busy and crazy, and like God is awesome. And oh, I really don't like the cliches that come out of my mouth, but it's just like the only language I have. But when they're true, yeah. Some things are cliche for a reason. What? Like they're true and then they get overused kind of thing? Right. Okay, yeah. But we kind of get like numbed to like the actual truth. I just don't like when people say like 
it's all God or God is awesome, and it's like a cop out, like they had nothing to do with it. Like yeah. no, God, God only does things with people's cooperation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so like, and for people listening, like, think about it. Anytime you've like prayed for something, who was there? <laughs> and you say, "Oh, my prayer was answered." How many times was your prayer answered because another person, yeah, did something? Yeah. How many times was another person involved? Almost every time. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think there's probably been maybe one or two times where I, I felt like I got something directly from God, but it was like it was like an in the moment kind of thing. It was. There's always somebody else involved. Mm-hmm. To wherever, to, at least two, right? Right, two or three. Yeah. yeah. Which again, going back to what you were saying earlier, that. which may or may not make the edit here. Like how, like, you're talking about, like, just by yourself, like, things don't really, like, click as much, but, like, when you're talking with another person, yeah, you're making that connection, like, God is there, because I think God is all about, like, relationship and connection. Yeah. So, like, so where are you now? Like, what would you say, like... I just, I just had to come up with that. Uh, uh, At Monday Group, I almost got in trouble for sort of being a Unitarian Universalist. How dare you? Unitarian. A you, you. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I'm really not. Too exactly. much you. I don't fall into any category. If anything, I'm probably a Quaker. Yeah, so I, I'm the, I'm the Unitarian, Unitarian Universalist Quaker. Like, if you had to put me in no category, I'm a Quaker-leaning so, you, you. So, so basically what you're saying is oatmeal for everybody. Oatmeal for everybody. Especially the poor, and probably also especially the Buddhists. <laughs> but they can have sushi with it. <laughs> Racist! <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh no, a sushi wrapped in oats would not be a good thing. <laughs> Actually, well, I mean, rice, oats... I no. mean, I'm, I'm probably offending several cultures here, but what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> no, but oats are like too meaty. I mean, too meaty. Is that even a thing? Well, no. If, you're, if it's meat, too meaty is not a problem. But I'm talking about like when, when your oats are more meaty than the fish in the sushi. You better leave this in. This is good stuff. That's a problem, right? <laughs> no, you, you don't think so? M- meatier than fish? Look, like when the fish is so tender and melts. Okay, your mouth. anything that's meatier than fish. Then it's just meaty. Like fish, like, to quote the St. Ron Swanson. St. <laughs> <Saint> Ron. <laughs> fish meat is practically a vegetable. Oh, good point. That's yeah, true. Because there are so, vegetarians who eat fish. They can't feel pain. Right. So they don't cry at all for the fish. All right. Do you have another beer for us right now? Because I'm out. Okay. All right, class. This is... We're about to we're about to drink Bourbon County brand stout. Uh, this mm-hmm. is my gateway beer. <laughs> like, this is OG here. I, this is OG. Um, this is this started out back before Goose Island was was owned by Budweiser. Oh yes, oh yes, it's owned by Buzz White, Budweiser. Um, <laughs> no, but this stuff pours like motor oil. Has almost no head because mm-hmm. it couldn't give two fucks about head. <laughs> Yeah, so I think everyone's getting a uh, pretty 
accurate representation of what this podcast will be going forward. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And about and and roughly how our conversations tend to go in general. Yeah, this this is basically it. This this is us. Yeah. Weirdly coconutty. Why does that taste coconutty? I was going to say we're weirdly coconutty or the <laughs> I'm weirdly coconutty. Well, granted, but, but I am in the coconut. <laughs> <laughs> like we're so. having fun. We assume the neighbors who can hear us are having fun too. <laughs> And you as well. Yeah. Remember we had the list of assumptions? One Number one was assume you're being entertained. <laughs> and we are assuming you're being entertained. I don't remember the other two. That so are, are, are you done with your story so we can get to mine yet? Or do you have more? Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, Goose Island Bourbon County Stout is amazing. Get it. It will Which, ruin you. That, that should be part of your deconstruction journey. Oh, I think it was. Yeah. So basically my feeling right now is like just leave this intro episode like completely unedited. So then later when we're doing actual episodes, people can appreciate how much effort I'm putting in (laughs) (laughs) to actually editing this shit down. No, no, it'll probably be better because I have a feeling like, okay, I have a feeling part of the problem is that like we've tried, we've been trying to be on point this episode, right? Usually when we hang out, not on point. <laughs> Correct. At least not on purpose. And <laughs> it ends in a reasonable, still Joe Rogan time range is really three hours or so. Yeah. Um, but I think it would be easier to edit out like whole chunks if we're doing like a regular kind of thing. Yeah. Like if it actually had a point, then it'd be easier to tell what was on point or not. See, the thing about ADHD is when you're trying to like when you're trying to intentionally do something, that's when you have the problem. Right. And when you let it flow, you, it's still random, but you, like it's more on point. It's very very odd. I think there's something very deeply spiritual about ADHD. One hmm. of the things is, um, the concept of the concept of time. Like I don't. Past, present, and future, I know they exist. <laughs> but, or do you? Like, everything feels like the present. Like, I still feel like I'm five. <laughs> I also feel like I'm an old man sometimes. I'm not saying, that, like, because I, I, I don't sleep enough and I have backaches and all, all, all of the fort. How old am I? I'm I, 42. 43. It, you, I was born in 78. You're at least 40. 42? 42, yeah. And I really don't... I don't know. <laughs> um, but I think that's a, like a like kind of automatic acceptance people with ADHD have of what's actually happening. Okay, because if quantum, quantum physics, everything is physically connected to everything else. Mm-hmm. We'll get up. I'm not going to go into it right now. <laughs> but that that's a fact. Like it sounds, it sounds like like smoke your weed like and, and no reality kind of shit. But no, that's real. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so, like in the same way, time, like what's happening right now, is somehow connected to everything else that's ever happened in time. So functionally, every time is the present. So, and yeah, that sounds crazy, mm-hmm. and you can't make sense of it. But think about like everybody that you've loved. Okay, would you really say past tense? I have I loved them. 
or is it it's still present tense? Like, if you ever loved an ex-girlfriend, even, like, you still presently love her. It's just, it doesn't ha- carry the same weight. So, so like, love, love is a very present tense kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's saying something that's even deeper than I was anticipating going. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, no, but this is what happens in our conversations. Like, it's something that, I, that like, occurred to me when I was... Oh fuck! I was probably on the toilet. I don't know. And well, you, you're a dude over thirty-five, so yeah, you're probably on the toilet. <laughs> it's a quiet room. It's like the only quiet room I have to myself, predictably. <laughs> yeah. So, but as far as your deconstruction, anything else you want to like add to that? Or I hope I'm forever deconstructing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope I'm I'm forever taking apart preconceptions that I have because God just has to be bigger than preconceptions and when I look at how little no that's not true when I look at what what Jesus taught about God or specifically about like the kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God it was all metaphorical meaning like you can't grasp it like you can't talk about it in factual terms you just can't. It, it pigeonholes it automatically. Mm. And yeah. infinity is big. And a bit. It's just it's just gonna unfold always. That's why I I'm glad that I started to be comfortable with not knowing. Yeah, and I, and I think that's the biggest thing about the whole process is just yeah being uncomfortable with not knowing or not having all the answers transitioning to being comfortable yeah yeah because at least from my background you know segueing into me now good good I like talking about you previous content notwithstanding damn you do <laughs> but yeah so like because like from my upbringing like it was all about having the answers and being completely certain yes and by the way, I, re- I really enjoy your different perspective of growing up. Um, I think I appreciate other people more because uh, of your experience. Oh, well, you're welcome, other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so where it was like, so you talk about your background being like extremely Catholic, and there have been like several. Well, extremely liberal Catholic, I think we should say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I need to let you talk. <laughs> yeah, so with me, like, I actually kind of fun, kind of find it pretty funny. Like, recently, like, I'll just share, like, little snippets of, like, my background and my story. And people say, oh, you grew up a ba- you grew up Baptist, didn't you? Like, yes, I did. Did you? I did. So, actually, for about the first, like, four years of my life it was like we went to a and this was just because of the different traditions my parents came from my dad grew up Presbyterian my mom grew up Baptist so what do Presbyterians do what's their deal I don't know all I know is like for, apparently for the first like four years of my life we went to like a Presbyterian church like on Sunday morning and then like a Baptist church on Sunday evening or vice wow. versa but I don't remember it. Okay. Really? Yeah. So 
but we we settled on Baptist. So yeah, so I grew up with like these like kind like kind of conflicting like faith traditions, but not really. Because like when it came down to it, like it was still all about like biblical inerrancy. Yeah. Um penal substitutionary atonement penal. theory. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but um yeah, stuff like that. Where it's like where the Bible is the word of God. Where, oh, where he's got very little to say. Yeah, where I'm where the point I'm at is like Christ is the word of God. Even according to the Bible, ironically enough, look it up. But so that was like kind of what I grew up in. So like I said, we essentially settled on being Baptist. I, like I said, this happened when I was like four years old. So I don't know what happened between my parents, but <laughs> I just what? found mints in my pocket. My hand has been in my pocket for at least the last half an hour, and I just found the Wait, mints. Which pocket? Right pocket in my coat. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So back to where I was. So yeah. So growing up. Like I like I said, I don't remember like the Presbyterian part of my upbringing to really know like what the difference was, but but basically like my upbringing was biblical inerrancy, penal substitutionary atonement, like all that. You're way more on point than I was. Like very fundamentalist. <laughs> was it helpful at the time though? <sighs> Just to help you reconcile the past. I mean. That was a burp if you heard that. <laughs> I didn't, but I agree. Yes, yes, and amen to that burp. Mm-hmm. But as far as like influences, Richard Rohr. Oh, huge. Absolutely huge influence. He talks about like first part of life, like in his book, uh, Falling Upward. I haven't read that yet. Was that his first one? I don't think it was his first book. The first one you read, maybe? No. All right. Why did I hear first? Did you say first? Because it was like first part of life. Oh. He talks about like first part of life and second yeah. part of life. That oh that that he's We're like oh he he's like yeah he's retirement Jesus. <laughs> yeah, which like look up. I think it's called another name for everything. Is yeah. this podcast? Which we only recently found out about, even at, like after knowing Richard Rohr was like a person. Yeah, we're very we're very hurt. Papa Rohr didn't contact us directly. Yeah, like I literally just found out about it, like let like a week ago, and, and it was from, like from early 2019. It's like I'm like the fuck, I, dude. I blame him honestly. <laughs> oh, uh, like for real. He's been on several podcasts we've listened to, and, and did not mention the pot. Uh, okay, maybe once he did, barely. I don't but, know. But probably not. Probably not. I would have been all over it. I probably pronounced the word probably extremely well there a as couple seconds ago. But by Bourbon County Stout standards, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> but, but he talks about, like, first half of life, second half of life. Like, the first half is all about, like, structure and order. Yeah. Which is necessary and important. Yeah, so phase. I feel yeah. like... Like, with the church I grew up in and the tradition or traditions I grew up in, like, we're very much in that vein of providing structure. Yeah. But I felt like the whole, even the whole time I was in, struct, in that particular structure, I was like, but I still feel like there's something else. Yeah, it was like structure almost for the sake of structure at that point. 
Yeah, which, I mean, it, it helped keep me, I guess, like, in the faith. Like, I'm making air quotes, like, between my armpits. <laughs> like, like even if this were on video, you could see. You should see. make a sound effect for that, like, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Was that a thing? No. Anyway, so. But, like, my whole life, it was all about, it was basically all about the Bible. I mean, and this wasn't a quote I heard at the time, but something I've heard in like the past couple of years, but I think really kind of defined much of my like spiritual upbringing was, I don't know who said it, but basically they said was like, if you want to hear God speak to you, read the Bible. If you want to hear him speak audibly, read it out loud. Oh, that's so kitschy. But that was my spiritual upbringing. No, I've heard that before too. And and there there's some... All right, just like in any helpful slash hurtful thing, there's a lot of truth to that. Mm-hmm. Like, re- they don't know how much truth. Honestly, people who say that is like, if you want to hear God speak audibly, say it out loud. But who's saying it out loud? You are. Whoa. Whoa. Plot twist. They don't know how heretical that was. <laughs> yeah, so... So that was my upbringing. It's like God is basically in the Bible, and that's it. Yeah, He is, but not not that's it. Yeah, but like, but but like according to my upbringing, and I say He, like we could say She, we could say They. they we, honestly, yeah. it'd actually be like more sense to say They or Them because like the Trinity. Yeah, God. There you go. God and God self. God did that. God did yeah. this. But basically, my upbringing was God was in the Bible. It's like. Because God said all that God wanted to say in these particular 66 books. Which, I heard that too. Yeah. So More if you're Catholic. Or Eastern Orthodox. or Yeah, they have a whole like Ethiopian thing, don't they? They do. Mm-hmm. So, so that was my upbringing. Like extremely like fundamentalist, Calvinist. But like the whole time... Like, in that environment, I felt like I needed to be more than I was. I hear that. That's a Catholic thing, too. Yeah, so... So, I guess, fast forward to, like, a few years ago. Starting to go to, like, this church we were talking about. How where? What's that? How many years Okay, so it's 2020 now. I guess when I first started going to this church, it was 2012. But we are getting older. Years just seem to matter less. <laughs> yeah. But um, but hearing things like God actually speaking to you. Yeah. Or being able to speak like a word to somebody. Right. Shortcomings to that too, but that's brand that that is a brand new thing, yeah. But I realized after hearing it in this different like church context, this is something like I had actually I had actually believed my entire life. Right. But didn't know it. It's something I had been wanting to experience yeah. my entire life, but would like hear it in other people and like their experiences. Yeah. Like, oh, well, that was them. Like, oh, I guess 
my place is not having the same experience as them, so I'm just here to like listen to them talk about their experience. But mine is like I haven't experienced that, so I'm in. I don't know if you want to call it like a lesser place than them, or it felt like a lesser place, though, didn't it? Oh, it absolutely felt like it. Yeah, I'm an awesome co-host. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so so fast forward like several years. So, so then, like going to this church we were talking about that was like near the university and like had the coffee shop and whatever. Like I had a lot of growth there too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like realizing that like my relationship with God was more than just like literally like my like one to one like me and Him. Like oh, it actually involved other people too. Yeah, and, and their like liberal politic aspect was was helpful for that. Yeah, yeah, and realizing that it's yeah, it's more than just like reading my Bible and praying every day. It's like no, like God is involved in like other things going on in the actual world. And they used the the uh, New Living Translation, which I didn't know about. Yeah, but was really helpful. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But then after that, then going to this other like mega church, and like hearing more about like like God can like speak to you. And then you can use what God, what God speaks to you and speak to other people. Yeah. And and then getting into things like praying over people and experiencing like actual like physical healing. Right. For things yeah. and so I felt like once I started going to this like mega church where like all this like stuff like in the spirit or whatever was happening, I felt like okay now I'm finally on track with like all the things that I've wanted to experience my entire life what which is an awesome potentially dangerous place right yeah and that was kind of the start like when i like really started getting to know matt here it was like i think we probably really started becoming friends like shortly like before you left like that university church and started going to the mega church. Yeah, I don't know when we started hanging out like independently of other people. Yeah, but then once I joined like the mega church, like with him, that's when I got into. Uh, that's when I got into Mesh. And yeah. honestly, you had. So what is Mesh? Mesh uh, stands for Mobile Army Surgical Hospital, <laughs> and is basically a prayer. I'm tent. still getting over the military, like. <laughs> Uh, so the mash unit was like the prayer team. Yeah, and, and we didn't know what, yeah. we, what we were getting into. So, <laughs> so I remember just hearing stories from Matt here, like who like started volunteering and like praying for guys, and just hearing because like growing up, like I said, like basically my experience of knowing God was just literally just through the Bible, and that was it. But hearing like all these stories of like all these like encounters like with God actually doing stuff yeah like present through people like in real time oh the real time is amazing yeah so I was like okay that's something I want to know more about and like be a part of I hadn't seen anything like it I was scared shitless like (laughs) literally in the bathroom night before (laughs) yeah so and then, like, you know, a couple of years later, like, I actually joined the MASH team and was, like, praying with guys for, like, a, for, like, a couple of years. And, and I felt like 
for my whole spiritual life, like, okay, this is what I've been wanting my entire life. Yeah. Like this whole, like more than just reading it in a book. Yeah. More than just like knowing it in my head, but actually experiencing it. Like so even, a, even more than maybe like you thought was, was possible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's maybe more than I thought was possible, but what I wanted to be possible. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously at that point where I think, Oh, I'm finally getting there. That's when my whole like deconstruction <laughs> like process started. It's yeah. Like, me too. Like, yeah. And uh, like I was, it's happened like the same point for, for both of us. There, there's like this leadership responsibility. It's not really ranking, but it's more like what you're responsible for. Mm-hmm. And since I started, I, I had like, and you, you probably did too initially. Uh, kind of like idolized the guys who are a little bit up. You're like, I want to, I want to be where they are. Right, right, yeah. And then, then I got there, and I, <laughs> and I was like, I was leading a group, right. And the guys I was leading with, like, said, uh, we kind of defer to you because we feel like you're like above us. Like it, it, I was like, and I was in the middle of deconstruction at the time, and they're saying like, we feel like you, you could teach us, and I'm like. I don't know what I believe. <laughs> yeah, so so pretty much right at the point where I felt like, okay, I'm finally like experiencing like all the things yeah, like spiritually that I apparently wanted to be yep. experiencing my whole life. Then you come along and start to <laughs> <laughs> It's like, "Oh, by the way, screwing <laughs> up my own head and now yours." Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so basically my deconstruction started once I finally got to the point that I had kind of wanted to be at my entire life. So then I'm like, okay, like... <laughs> what does all this mean now? <laughs> and I think it started with, um, you forwarded an article to me Oh yeah. about, uh, with uh, Greg Boyd. Yeah, it was about uh, anarchy, right? Yeah, like spiritual anarchy or something. Yeah. Because I was at the point where, like, I'd already kind of, like, I'd grown up in, like, very, like, conservative, like, Republican politics. Then I'm shaking my head. Yes. <laughs> ah, we all should be. But not, not that I endorse liberal policies or politics exactly, but, yeah. Exactly, or at all. Yeah. Or <laughs> Libertarian, if anything, but even then. Yeah, I'm like a little ill libertarian, think more like Murray Rothbard, and basically an anarchist at this point. But but the right kind, not the violent shooty kind. Yeah, the, an, an anarcho-pacifism mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. voluntarism. That's the thing, I love it. Yes. So I'd already kind of started on that, like politically started on the path, like away from republicanism into like libertarianism. Then it's like, okay, I kind of like anarchism, maybe, but I feel like I kind of shouldn't. But, <laughs> but anarchy's then, evil, right? Yeah, until, like, you forwarded me this article from, uh, yeah, from Greg Boyd. Um, I'd heard a little bit about about him. Um, awesome guy. Yeah. I knew very little about him at this point, but reading this article, I'm like, so that was really like I guess like my gateway drug to the whole like <laughs> deconstruction yeah, that, that of all kinds of stuff. 
Yeah, because then once I started looking more into like Greg Boyd and like I don't know, and how he um, talks about different ways to like interpret scripture and his view of like atonement theory, but just being like completely different than like from what I grew up in, it's like oh, it's actual, it's actually possible to like be a Christian and not think all the exact things that I grew up with. And yeah, especially thinking past um, penal substitution. Yes. It, like, Jesus taking punishment for me. Yeah. Yeah, and especially, like, in the, like, penal substitution, like, Calvinist like, context. You know, going back to what we probably alluded to, it, but, like, as far as, like, other podcasts, like, the Heretic Happy Hour, like, has been, like... Excellent big influence for us especially Jamal shout yeah. out to Jamal Jamal Javanji Jamal OH. Javanji awesome name <laughs> and uh yeah didn't like him at first I don't think that dude's whacked out <laughs> actually the guy I didn't like at first was actually uh uh Matt DeStefano yeah we had different guys we didn't like yeah but I've grown to like love him and like one of the things <laughs> He posted, like, his, like, very brief, like, summation of, like, Calvinist, um, <laughs> penal substitutionary atonement theology. It was like, like, it's, like, it's all right. Like, because God just beat the shit out of his kid, so you're good. Well, some of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> good, good for some of us. Yeah. But so, what, but what about his kid? <laughs> yeah. So, so like growing up, that like whole, whole like penal substitution, like Calvinist theology, I felt like that's what I had to believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then I didn't realize till maybe like a few years ago, I actually didn't. So I basically got to the point, where like, I at some point, just like crossed the threshold of being comfortable with not agreeing with everything I'd grown up with. Like I said, a lot yeah. of it had to do with Greg Boyd. Um, that probably took some some letting go of things. Mm-hmm. Well, but like I said, it became it. Probably what made it easier was just the realization that everything that I thought I believed, like growing up, I didn't actually believe. I only just felt like I had to. So now yeah. feeling like I didn't have to. Yeah. I felt that with the, with the fundamentalist stuff that, that I had been exposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so that's pretty much where I am now is just, like, I mean, I could go on and on about, like, all the different, like, individual things that I've, like, changed my mind on or <laughs> think differently now, but it's, yeah. to me, just the biggest thing has just been being comfortable with saying I don't know. Yep. And that has led to like so many things that like yeah. I said, I grew up very like conservative, fundamentalist, like Calvinist to like now I'm like universalist. <laughs> it's like and like and all the things in between. And and universalist sounds heretical, but if you look at what Jesus taught, like it's way closer to universalism than anything else. Yeah, I mean, in fact, that was that was a predominant viewpoint in the first uh, few hundred years of the early church. But yeah, Good. so, and this has kind of become like in me, like kind of like a running gag, like with, with 
you know, like my friendship and like my relationship with Matt here is like that's me. <laughs> I'll say like so many times, like whether I'm in, like when I'm involved in something, I'll say like, oh, it's like Matt's fault that I'm here. But it's a big compliment. I appreciate it. Damn right you do. <laughs> but but in this whole like deconstruction journey, it's like once I was finally getting to the point that I at least thought that like my entire life this is where I'm wanting to be once I got there you're just like hey by the way (laughs) fuck all that (laughs) here's something that makes that small (laughs) I was like fuck damn it but it was good Oh, absolutely! Yeah, and and I was and I was and and we got to a point where we were going through it almost at the same point mm-hmm. because I would talk to you like as soon as it was happening, almost it, it was almost real time kind of stuff, which I think is how it needs to happen. Because I'm I'm thinking of like a, cer- a certain uh, person I know who is like an avowed atheist and. But as far as, like, the way his life actually is... like not. Like, the way he is towards Mm -hmm. people, and, like, even just, like, how well, like, his life has turned out, goes totally against, like, everything I grew up with saying, well, if you don't believe in God, your life's going to be this way. And if you reject God, then this bad stuff's going to happen... And the only way to really have this kind of life is to accept Jesus. It's like, like his life, like, I mean, everyone's life has struggles, but I mean, like he's married, like his marriage is awesome. Like as far as like his life and like what he's wanting to do, like with his like career and everything, it's great. Yeah. His great relationship with people, like his outlook on life, like he's happy but he's an atheist. So based on my upbringing, like that shouldn't be possible. Like if he's an atheist, his life must suck. Yeah. And that's the biggest conflict for that. Like, and he can't be happy and like all this stuff is like, and then, so a verse that I keep coming back to is, it's in first John four. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. That's the verse. That's the verse. He loves, but he says he's an atheist. But he's not. But if he loves, he knows God. Right. So whatever he is disavowing as an atheist... Maybe we all to my to, mind, maybe we, we should all disavow that. Yes, to my mind, <laughs> whatever he's disavowing isn't God anyway. Yeah, but since it should automatically hurt him, and he loves, like I said, like I know this guy. And how many Christians do you know who are miserable? Plenty. Yeah, in fact, that's, that's like that's their main motivation for continuing to be a Christian is because they're miserable. And suffering is real and helpful. And if it's perpetual, look into it. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, but anyone who loves is born of God and knows God. 
Yeah, so I mean, I mean, just just like m- meditate on and like marinate in like those couple sentences. You can't help but be universalist. Yeah, like it's natural for human beings to love, right? Even people who do it like in a broken way, like it, it may be like love of self over others. Or at the expense of others. But still, like, love is the motivator. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, like, a, a specific verse that, like, I've kind of clung to. And it's, like, totally destroyed, like, so many other, like, preconceived notions I've had. Because I think of other people who, like, certain people I know who are, like, in the faith who might discount like well they're not really a Christian but then you actually look at their life it's very obviously obvious that they love so many people yeah like and in a certain way like, even like a self-sacrificial way but they they maybe haven't like said the right words mm-hmm. as far as like like they don't say Jesus enough or they don't say God enough or whatever but the way they actually live. What's the verse that Jesus says? Is it from? Is it in John also, where he talks about anybody who comes to God comes through me? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like nobody comes to the Father except but by me. Yeah, but by me. Yeah. So they say like, well, in order to get to God, you have to go through Jesus. But it, so many other people like interpret it almost kind of like an opposite way of viewing it as like anyone who is coming to God is coming through Jesus. And what does it mean to go through Jesus? Like, that's some deep stuff. Yeah. So it's... Like, can, you, can, can you emulate him without without acknowledging it? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they view it as you can't come to God unless you're coming through Jesus. But then we add on but, to that what, they, what, like, what that means. Yeah, but, like, I, yeah. but I would view it as if you're coming to God, like, no matter how you're doing it, you're coming through Christ. Yeah. And how do we know what love is? And Jesus gave the example of, or Paul, I don't know, they overlapped sometimes. Um, yeah. Sacrificial love. Basically, mm-hmm. if they know how to sacrificially love, then they're coming to God through Jesus. Yeah. Yes, you can either look because at that's it. that's what love is. Yeah, you can, yes, you can either look at it as... You can only come to God through Christ, or if you are coming to God, you are doing so through Christ. It's got to be both. Both got to be true. Yeah. I mean, if one's true, the other has to be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe not technically. It's not quite an, an, an like an equal statement, but in practice, yeah. Yeah. So, like, no one comes to the Father but by me. But if you are coming through the that's Father... That's perfect wording, isn't it? Well, he said it, so yeah, I guess well, so. Well, I meant the English version. He said it in Aramaic, which I'm sure it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm, I, I'm so sad we lost the Aramaic version. Mm-hmm. Like his actual words. Yeah. Aramaic is a very symbolic language. Let's take a minute. Two more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We both stopped thinking at the same time, didn't we? Um, By the way, 
deepest podcast intro episode ever. For real, man. <laughs> this is how it rolls, all right? All right? This isn't us. This isn't how we roll. This is just how, like, it's just how it rolls when we talk. <laughs> it's the flow, man. Yeah, it's the flow. Yeah, it's the flow of God. Ask Richard Roar. Ask he, Richard Roar, He knows yeah. about it. It's like it's him trying to put Buddhist concepts in the Christianese language. Really, Something was this was this still me like telling my story? I or? hijacked it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's my inner me. <laughs> no, because like so much of my story has to do with you. I gotta say, like in an, in a, in, a, in a, like a non ego driven way, that has to be like like one of the best things I can hear someone say is that like something I went through I helped them get to where they are it did and, and helped them understand where they are mm-hmm. and 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 that, it can be said like I said a lot of it comes back to like what your wife went through yeah she's gonna be amazing she is amazing but I'm telling you like in faith and stuff mm-hmm like when she gets to where she's where or she's okay talking about stuff, I kind of think she's gonna be unstoppable. No fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's she's pa- passionate and excitable and man, it, it, it's just gonna be it's gonna be like the Jesus version of the gospel, the kingdom within you. Like fuck the noise, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, like. You don't need anything. You need God. Like it's always been in you. Listen to it. Like it's it's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it's coming. I'm looking forward to it though. Yeah, I don't know when it's coming, but like I, I'm not in a hurry to get her there. And, and that's a little different. I didn't used to be there. I used to be concerned in the patriarchal stuff. Like I was responsible for her faith and and all that bullshit. Uh, well, see, she had a Jezebel spirit. What so. You say? The like Jezebel spirit thing, <sighs> and and I got I gotta say I'm offended that that, that they name back on me again. No, I, I like it's offensive that 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 a particular kind of dark spirit or whatever you want to call it is named after a person. That's offensive. That person was made in God's image. Don't name something dark after God's image. No, amen. Yeah, yeah. She was a heinous bitch for sure, but. <laughs> Still made in God's image. <laughs> it, it, it seems like basically like a Jezebel spirit means somewhere a man is made uncomfortable. <laughs> so. <laughs> probably, probably the husband. Right. And, and male observers. <laughs> I want to pee off your porch. Is that? No, we can't do that yet. <laughs> what do you mean Yet. I don't know, <laughs> but I picture a time in the future where, where that is acceptable. So, so you're saying it will be acceptable? So why not now? I don't know where, which way are the plants. I don't want to pee on like a patio or something. I tell you what, if this becomes like remotely popular, <laughs> it is it, because there there is some kind of movement of of God involved. Mm-hmm. Because there's no reason anybody but us should be listening to this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we pretty much like abandoned like everyone else in the world like about two hours ago. <laughs> but did we? 
Because if we're invested in each other, are we not invested in everyone else? Ooh. And and no, I haven't been smoking anything. <laughs> and in fact, listen to the people who have been, because like I, they've probably been accessing parts of reality that we we can't. It's probably true. Yeah, Joe Rogan, case in point, dolphins. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how I'm going to edit all of this. I at think all. you can't. <laughs> this is a good intro. It's like, <laughs> like this is us. And <laughs> absolutely no one is with us right now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't this is more for us. You think? Oh, absolutely. Ten thousand percent. Like ninety percent of this has just been up for us. <laughs> <laughs> I think subsequent. I have we ever really stayed on topic though? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we're not going to be able to do the regular podcast thing. People are like, in this episode, we talked to this author about this. I would love to talk to an author. Honestly, it would probably go well with Richard Rohr. Yeah, I mean, like we said, like we'd love to like as our like guests on the podcast just have regular people because you know, like all the podcasts are having like all the famous people. But I, I think, but like seriously, yeah. if, like Richard Rohr, or, like Peter Enns, or like yep. Greg Boyd. I or, think if Greg Boyd ever came to Cincinnati again, I have a feeling like we could get him to talk to us. <laughs> if yeah. we just say, look. Like you, you've been awesome to to like for us knowing God. When you come to Cincinnati, we want to take you out for a beer, mm-hmm. even if you don't drink beer. Like we want to take you out, just to like, hang out. It's like we will take you out for us to drink a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and if we ambush him with a podcast, he'd be on board. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Who's Pro- the guy who said God can't? Ord Thomas yeah. Ord. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't like him at first, and then the more I lightly listened to him, I'm like, I, I don't think I can disagree with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that's like a great place to be where it's like, I'm not where you're at, but I can't disagree. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a great opening. Yeah, that's that's been like a fun place for me to be for like the past couple of years. Yep. Yeah. So, um. I want to get back to you in a second. <laughs> your, edit, your editing job is terrible. I feel bad for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling that I was exposed to, which I kind of try to live in now, in the mash tent, which was a barn at the time, wasn't a tent. Uh, it's like a, if you've been on a roller coaster that you haven't been on before, and you're going up to like the main big hill, the first hill. Right, it's going click, click, click all the way up, and you get up to the top and get to that point where like the clicking stops, <laughs> and like gravity's taking over now, and you know that, and you kind of hear the clicking like trailing away behind you, like like oh oh the mechanism's just giving up, like it's all it's all science now. Um, that feeling where you're terrified, and then and then you have to give in. Or you just continue to be terrified. You have to give in to like the hands up, like wee kind of thing. Like I I am not in control and I'm enjoying it. 
like the point where you have to give in to not being in control and enjoying it. That was the feeling that I think was the doorway for me. When guys would walk up for prayer, I would realize that I had nothing. Like, from me. Like, just me. And, like, I had to connect to God for something for them. That was... That moment, the unknown. Embracing the unknown. Yeah, and I think that, like, for me, that's been the biggest thing. Being comfortable with saying, I don't know. Yeah. Because, like, with my entire upbringing, it was all about, like, you have to know. Yeah. Like, with, like, apologetics and, like, defending the faith. And if you don't know, you should be scared. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, like, for me, like, that's been, like, the biggest thing, just being able to be uncomfortable. I guess be be comfortable with the uncomfortable thought of not knowing. Yeah, just being willing to explore... Yeah, all the things that come with being able to ask questions. Questions without answers are the, are the best thing. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, like, it's like, it's an invitation to, like, continue to explore. Like, without the pressure of feeling like, okay, you have to arrive at an answer. Mm. More How many times did Jesus not answer a question? Yeah. At least the way it was asked. Yeah, because instead of the pressure of feeling like you have to arrive at an answer, it's more like the invitation to continually seek the answer Yeah, and be totally comfortable in the place of I'm still seeking. Yeah. And knowing that, like, growing means embracing seeking. Right. And, And moving beyond what seemed to work earlier. Oh, yeah. So if any of that seems appealing to you, <laughs> like, yeah, going back to acknowledging that there are other people potentially listening to this. Other right people now. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, God bless you for, like, still listening. Did you hear to- a pop? What was that? I don't know. It was like an electrical pop. Did something just trip? That power strip, that trip? No, I mean, we're still running over here, so. That was legitimately a spark. Something profound just happened. And I'm not like. That was nuts. Hmm. I hope, I hope this is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I. Because honestly, this has been so. This has been really good for both of us. Like having these kind of conversations. These kind of conversations don't often happen, especially in, especially in Christian settings. Yeah, and I, I, I want. I know there's people out there, and I hope. I hope somebody listens who's in a place where they need other people. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're other people. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, like I said, there's, there's probably so much more that we could say, but it's good to probably say for future episodes. So we're about out of beard too. 
Yeah. So yeah. So if you're if you're still listening, thanks for listening. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we totally understand. Yeah. If you're not. <laughs> uh, I have no idea how I'm going to edit all of this, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll give it the old college try. Whatever the college try means, like for me, that probably means like try for like a couple hours, then give up. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much did Joe Rogan cut out? <laughs> so as a wrap up, but this is normal for us. <laughs> how do we condense the normal? <laughs> Right, so as an attempt at wrap up, so <laughs> thank you for listening. Like I said, like we're gonna have so many other topics we want to explore. Oh yeah, and it's gonna it, it will probably be better. I can't promise, but I don't know. It'll probably be better. <laughs> yeah, like I said, some episodes, like we hope there's like several people we want to ha- we have in mind that like that yeah. we want to have as guests. Great people. Yeah, and other episodes, it'll just be us, so, yeah, fucking deal with it. <laughs> but this is pretty much what this is going to be like. Yeah. I think we seriously love you guys. We do. That's fair to say. Yeah, and if there's anything I want you to know, is that, like, God loves you. We love you. And we love you. Like, right now, like, like no conditions to that. Like, literally, right now, you yeah. you are loved. And and I think I, I think I speak for both of both of us. If if there's somebody listening who we don't know already, and you're going through something, and you want to talk about it, like seriously, email us. I'm sure our, e- our email addresses will be in the show notes somewhere. But like, yeah, we we'd love to talk to you about oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, seriously, like wherever you guys are at, it is okay with us. Yes, hey guys, are welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not. There's like nothing you can say to us that we will say. All right, I ha- want to have nothing to do with you ever. True, like, or that makes you any less loved. Like you just are loved. Like there is nothing. Yeah. That you have done or anything that you're going through that makes you unloved, or that God wasn't wasn't involved in in some way. Hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you're still listening, and uh, I swear we'll have like more like actually coherent episodes later. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, are we done? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So, <laughs> any uh, any parting words? I don't know. The way forward is love and suffering. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're the same thing. Sometimes they're different. There's all kinds of teaching in, in, in love and suffering. Yes, and we love you, and God loves you, and we hope that's completely apparent in everything that we do from here on out. Yeah. So thank you, and uh, yes, hope to, hope to see you next time. Yeah. I guess this is. It's kind of hard to judge when the end of like something that is so un like. <laughs> Unstructured. <laughs> like, where's the end of meandering? <laughs> I don't know. It had no destination, so I didn't know when you're there. <laughs> I don't know, but we're here. <laughs> yep, and amen. Yes, and amen. 
All right. Well, thanks for sticking around with us and uh, look forward to talking with you more next time. Yeah. Right. Stay salty. <laughs> Stay salty. We haven't explained what that means, but uh, do it anyway. All right. Thanks, everybody. That was nice. What? You heard that pop, right? Yeah. What was that? That's an electric pop. We're still going. But... I know, but we shouldn't be with a pop like that. That should have tripped something. So there's, there's all kinds of energy happening right now. What was that coming from? That sounds like a power strip being tripped, but it's not. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, so let's... I don't know what that means. All right, so let's uh, close this before we, like, burn my house down. And... <laughs> I don't know where God's love just explodes and we all die because we can't handle it. <laughs> or that, too.